what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Hello and welcome to Brothers in Tech. This is our ongoing technical assistance show here on the Mesh.tv. Brian Jackson on the other end of the country and Alan Jackson here. Brothers talking about technology. And Brian, glad to have you with us again. How are you doing? Great. Doing well, Alan. All right. Good, Glad good. to be back uh, doing another one of these. Absolutely. Excited. And we're continuing on our topic that we started uh, a couple episodes ago. So this this month's category or this month's uh, topic has been the idea of digital assistance. We talked yeah. about in the first episode, you know, your Google Assistant, your Alexa with Echo devices, or Siri uh, using the HomePod through Apple. So talked a lot about those devices. We went into a a first deep dive episode where we really explored the hardware involved and what those options were. But this is our second deep dive off of digital assistance. And Brian, what we're really going to talk about with everybody today is this idea of skills or capabilities that you can now add to your digital assistance to expand its use in your home. And, uh, this is honestly where stuff starts to get kind of fun, right? I mean, yeah, you know, sure. we went through the original uh, kind of what comes out of the box with these devices, and it's all pretty standard. It's what's the news? Tell me the weather. Tell me sports mm-hmm. scores from last night. All pretty universal stuff you can do with these devices. What we're really going to explore this episode and then our following deep dive episode is really pushing these devices to do a lot more to make it more of a lifestyle device uh, for what you want it to do and give it a lot more skills and capabilities with that. Brian, I'm going to be defaulting to you a little bit more on this episode because as I mentioned in one of the previous ones, I don't have anything other than a HomePod. And unfortunately, the Apple HomePod, that ecosystem is not quite there yet for adding new skills and capabilities very easily. So you're the right. one that has used the at least the uh, the Amazon the Echo side a lot more. So we'll talk yeah, I have more a decent about amount of experience with Alexa. Yeah, so I'll I'll be able to contribute a little bit in terms of what I actually do use it for and what sounds good on paper and maybe <laughs> doesn't work out quite the way that you uh, expect it to. But uh, but I do use uh, a decent amount of these uh, skills and and I certainly encourage anyone who gets a device like this to definitely take a look into the skills because. You know, just as you said, out of the box, it you may end up getting bored with it quite uh, quickly. So we want to make sure we're kind of enabling some of these things that can um, make your life a little bit more uh, kind of efficient or uh, enjoyable. So yeah, yeah, some cool stuff. Well, yeah. so let's kind of recap again those three platforms that we talked about that are really the three main voice-activated digital assistant platforms that we've been exploring. Um, First off, we have the Apple system, which the HomePod, again, is the only device, and we talked about that in the last deep dive. So we're not going to spend a lot of time on Apple just because, as I mentioned, their their, uh, ecosystem for the digital assistant is not really robust. I mean, there's not a way to add new skills to the Mm -hmm. HomePod necessarily. There's not a store of any kind to add. What Apple is doing, just for those of you that do like the HomePod or maybe thinking about still going in that direction, they are moving in some directions that I think we'll have to talk about in a future episode as it becomes a little bit more fleshed out. This idea of Siri shortcuts. 
to where you on your mobile device can actually create a shortcut. And what that means is if you say, I want to be able to say to Siri, um, uh, do this, do X, Y, Z, and then you can actually script it to where that will be what happens. And you can have it all be voice command through your home pod or through Siri on your phone. So there are some interesting things there. It's just, it's still relatively new and I just don't think a lot of people have quite caught on or used it yet. So I think we'll yeah. talk about that in a future deep dive um, when it makes a little more sense to do so. Well, I mean, Apple, we talked about it before. Apple certainly has the capability of doing lots of cool things with this, uh, but it is going to be fairly controlled. I imagine anything they do is going to be, well, it's going to be approved by Apple and it's going to be something that uh, is an app on your phone that you've already agreed is there. And so I think they, they're they a little a little more conservative, certainly, on what they're going to roll out. But you know that what you what you get from them is probably going to work pretty efficiently. So Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's not the Wild West with Apple. They just don't let right. everything happen. It's a little more controlled. But I think, you know, some people enjoy that, knowing it's a little mm-hmm. more monitored and controlled that way. Yep. Now, the other two platforms, though, where we're going to spend most of our time now is are really ones that are very open in that you've got developers building actions and additional capabilities for these devices all the time. I mean... I was amazed, Brian, when I looked on the Alexa Actions library. It had been probably a year since I'd been on there. Amazed with how many things are on there. They've got so many. Yeah, they've got so many. So the idea, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Brian. Well, I was just going to say, Alexa, pretty much every person that's going to develop some sort of skill is going to make sure that it's available for Alexa because we've talked about it before. There's, you know, Alexa is not, native to any sort of device so but it was one of the first and everybody knows that it has a great brand recognition so there's a lot of skills that you can do and a lot of skills that are really junk quite honestly mm-hmm. but um but that's what we said kind of more of the wild west idea um but there's a lot of things that you can do with it and and it is a, a trick right i don't know if you're ready to talk about how you enable those things but let's do that. there is a process right there is a process with this you have to to go into your app which generally is on your phone uh, although i think you can access it on the web as well but you'll go in and you'll search for that skill. If you read about the skill, it's kind of like downloading an app almost, Mm -hmm. but you, instead of downloading it, you're just telling it to enable that on your device. And when you enable it, it's now available for you to say, you know, Alexa, do this or Alexa, open this. And you're opening a, uh, a program to be able to run something. Each one could potentially have its own commands, you know, Alexa, uh, you know, run this and you've got a particular uh, sequence that it's going to do that may be tapping into it. But uh, it takes a little bit of learning. You know, once mm-hmm. you get those skills, you have to kind of learn what the cues are going to be. Um, but there's some, uh, there's some interesting things. So for example, if you wanted just simply to go and enable um, some additional news, we talked about it before, you know, our, our experiences with the, the uh, tell me the news can be quite different and you can enable certain skills. You can enable NPR to be your, your news platform. You can enable Bloomberg to be your news platform. You can, um, you can tell it and that's a skill that it's going to be enabled to do. Mm-hmm. There's also some really, you know, kind of more fun things, right? You could have it sure. play a game with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I think there, uh, it's got a ton of different options and I would suggest to anybody looking into that, go to, to Amazon's page and type in Alexa skills and you'll see this just this laundry list of, of, uh, of skills that you can do. And this is, I think again, to kind of restate 
because I have seen some people get tripped up on this. People have an Amazon Echo or device, and they've heard a friend of theirs or somebody else they knew mm-hmm. could just say a, a command to Alexa, and Alexa did it. And they would get an Echo and then try to say that same thing and say, well, it's not working. What's, what's right. happening? It's not doing it like it did with my friends. The difference is that friend's device, they probably added that skill uh, on the back end, and that's what you have to do. Um, Amazon mm-hmm. Echo by itself, you can't just plug it up, set it down, and then ask it to do some of these more extravagant or interesting skills if it's not loaded on there. Right. So you're right. So uh, I would say most people will probably find themselves using the mobile app on their mobile device that you use mm-hmm. to, when you set up Alexa the first time. You have an Alexa app on your phone. You can search and find all the, uh, the skills there, like you said. Uh, you can do it through the website as well. But you just need to be logged in with your Amazon account, and your Echo has to be registered and connected to your Amazon account as well. Yeah. Um, but once it's all done, you know, once you get the hang of it, and you go in and you view that library of skills, and you're just picking ones left and right, uh, and there's not really a limit. It's not like there's a matter of you know, well, there's only so much space or so many number I can have at a time. No, it's pretty limitless, right? I mean, I can have pretty much. Yeah, I can yeah, have I hundreds of skills any... on there if I wanted to. Yep. Yeah, and I, you know, I will say that when I initially got the uh, the Echo Dot, I was a little bit frustrated because I, I just like you said, I had heard all of these things that you could do. So I was asking it these things, and it mm-hmm. would say, you know, we don't have that skill or whatever. It was very frustrating. Uh, but then I started to realize later, after you enable them, super easy, and also it's probably helpful that it doesn't enable all those things. I mean, for, you can imagine someone opening up out of the box and saying, "Tell me a joke." Well, that joke, maybe if you had all the skills enabled, maybe it randomly tells you the adult joke. Maybe it randomly uh, tells true. you the kid joke, yeah, yeah. right? Those are things that you need to enable. You need to be able to say, I want to enable the adult jokes. I want to enable the, you know, play this game with me. Um, mm. Instead of just saying play a game, which, you know, could certainly open up lots of, uh, it could open up a Pandora's box <laughs> if, it, uh, if you didn't enable. Yeah, so it it's does, really a way of customizing well, is what you're doing. You're exactly. customizing your, your Echo. Yeah. Yep. You're building the device to kind of respond to the things you're most interested in. Yep. Picking yep. your new source, picking, uh, you know, right out of the box, you can ask the Echo about sports scores. But I, I, I believe I saw that there's some uh, 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 skills you can teach it where it's very focused on just a particular team or mm-hmm. league that you like. And so when you say scores, it's not just telling you every score that happened last night. It's telling you for a particular sport or maybe even a particular team and focusing yep. on that. So again, you can really make the device your own and customize it with the things you're the most interested in. Yeah, so that you don't ask the question, you know, how did Chicago do last night? Right. And it starts going through the hockey and the uh, baseball and all these other things that you may not care about, right? right. You've already told it. When I say Chicago, I mean the Bulls, and that's what's that's what's going to pull up. So I think that's a... The, once once you spend a little bit of time with it and start to enable these things, um, you can kind of tweak it the way you want. And uh, um, so, yeah, there's some good there's some good options in there. So, just you know. as a quick note for anybody who does own an Echo device and has the Alexa app on their phone, uh, it, it can sometimes be a little hard to find. But when you're actually in the Alexa app, the top menu icon in the screen's upper left corner, you click on that, and then there'll be an option for skills and games. That was the last time I checked anyway. If maybe you want to verify that that's still the uh, the names for it, Brian. Skills yeah, and games is where skills you would, and games. Skills mm-hmm. and games where we, where you would go in and see the library of all the skills you can now add. And like Brian said, it's just a matter of clicking to add it to your device. 
And as long as everything's connected the way it should be, then within a few minutes, uh, that skill would be available to your Alexa device. And you can go and talk to it and test it out and make sure it works the way you expect it. It's great. Yeah, it, no, it's I a think, step. And it's I, a step involved. It's an easy they, step. Yeah. They've actually even kind of developed a little further. I, it's funny. I preparing for the show, I pulled up the, the app and I had not done that in a while because we've, we've kind of dialed in how we use our, our echo, but it looks like they've also got some new things coming out. Like uh, they call it blueprint where that's where you can actually start to create your own skills so it's it's even allowing a little bit of customization there. So like um, what Apple's doing with Siri shortcuts, I think uh, yeah. Amazon's trying to build a little bit of that that uh, automation uh, scripting language as well. Yeah, and I, and I think it's you know it's basically preparing and saying I want to create this question, and when I create this question, this is really what I'm looking for. So yeah. uh, so I think it's it's doing a good job. It's evolving a little bit as well. That is the one thing I'll say is that with these skills, just keep in mind, even though we're talking about adding a lot of skills, they are still skills that are built and they're pretty like specific in what they're meant to do. So they're not going to... They're not meant to give you complete customization of exactly how they work necessarily. <clears throat> they are there to provide a particular function. But the great thing is that when you have thousands of these skills to choose from, pretty much any function you could think of, I think you're going to find a skill yep. to allow you to do that. So that's yep. good. Yep. So that's the Alexa platform. There is that one step involved of adding the skills to your device in order to get those capabilities. Now, Brian, on the Google Assistant, and I know this is a platform you and I have not had a lot of experience with directly, uh, like real-world real use in our homes. Right. But on the Google Assistant platform, they have a very similar system in that they have a, an entire library of actions. They call them actions where Alexa calls theirs skills. The actions that are available to you, if you have a Google Assistant device, a Google Home device, a uh, smart speaker, the difference between Google and Amazon, which is kind of interesting, is that Google, you don't necessarily have to go in anywhere and tell it to activate a skill. Google, you can actually tell it a skill you want it to, or an action you want it to take on by your voice, and that will then technically try to add that action to your, your, your assistant device. So you can go and look at a, a list of all the actions because maybe you just mm -hmm. want to get an understanding of what's available. And I'll tell you, a whole lot of them are the same ones that Alexa has. So there's a yep. lot of shared uh, overlap there. A lot of developers are finding it, I think, very easy to develop a skill for both Alexa and Google. So you'll find them on both. But with Google Assistant, you have the same capabilities of adding, but for most of them, you do not have to go in on the back end through an app or a website and manually tell it to add them. You can just say, if you know the name of the game or you know the name of the action, you can just say, do this action. And that technically builds it into your, your, um, your Google device. Uh, now, I do understand that with the Google Actions, uh, some of them, if they require uh, a connection to your Google account or anything mm -hmm. else in, other, in order to get location, in order to get access to some of your other information, those are ones you may have to go online and actually enable those actions and link them to them. Um, right. Something that you're going to have to log into, something right. you have to get permissions Could to. Be. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously the Alexa library is very, very robust. It's been around for a while. The Google library is very robust. It's just, I think it's still maybe not as intuitive going into the website and trying to find them or understanding yeah. what you do about them. Uh, but they're all available to your Google device. You just got to know how to basically say the right command to get them to start. 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we talked about it before. Google is so huge and their database is, is massive, right? So you've got a lot of information that it's going to be providing you. You've got a lot of skills that is going to be uh, available. And I think they do want you just to converse with your Google Home. They want you to kind of try these different things and know that they can do them. Uh, whereas Alexa is a little bit more guarded with it, but available. And uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. I, I tell you, I am jealous, a little bit jealous of the inter, interactivity between the Google Home and your Google account, yeah. the ability to be able to do lots of things and say, tell me my calendar. And that's mm -hmm. already there. It's already been connected because your Google calendar is there. Uh, having the integration with your email. Now you can do those things on Alexa takes a few extra steps. Yep. And of course you have to revalidate every so often, but, uh, but the integration I think is really nice, but we talked about before integration comes at a price and that they pretty much have access to everything that you're... If your <laughs> that, Google uh, account is your lifeblood and you do everything through your Google account, yeah. and once you've connected your smart assistant to Google account, yes, you gain all the benefits, but you are opened up a little bit more by sure, yeah. for sure. Now, that's the thing. For work, all of my work is on Google calendars and Google accounts. Uh, my, my work work account, uh, the work I do at the Film Society, we all have Google accounts for those. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, so I love the capability of the assistant to link to those automatically. And if I said in the morning, hey, tell me my calendar, it knows it. And yep. if I yep. watch some YouTube videos um, and I want to have it tell me what my what YouTube videos I, I watched recently, and you know, that action is, is turned on, I, it could do it automatically. So it's some great stuff. But it's just, uh, you know, you have to be ready for what that means in return. Uh, understanding right. that if you have any concerns about security and privacy, those could be a mm -hmm. little more, little more concerning on that route. Um, right. But I will. I'm right. with you, Brian. I I kind of am looking, and the more I've read up on the Google platform, I'm like, well, you know what? If I was going to reintroduce mm -hmm. a a voice activated uh, digital assistant platform in my house. Google may be the way to go because it's got a lot I, more access to information I need. I've really, really been impressed. The more research I've done on it uh, with for this podcast, I, I'm kicking myself now because I have a few different Echo Dots. And uh, although, again, I did not spend much money on those at all. Sure. Um, and uh, switching over would not be that difficult. But uh, but I really like I really like the platform Google is is using and. Mm -hmm. uh, the interactivity seems to be seamless and fluent, and it seems to know what I'm asking. And um, so, yeah, I think I think Google's a, a good way to go if you're okay with, you know, the uh, the total immersion into the yeah. Google world. So. That's true. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. You want to talk about like how, do you, you want to hear a little bit about how I use it? I'd um, like to. I know and, you don't have a lot of experience. I, I don't. And again, I had an Echo environment for a short period of time and I, I used yeah. it and tried it out. And just it just never really caught on for our family to use on a daily basis. But I also think we didn't really explore all of the actions and other and uh, uh, other skills we could have added to it. You, mm -hmm. however, have made pretty good use of yours in your home. So tell me some of the well, some of the, the typical yeah. things, some of the yeah, additional there's a few skills things you that use. I do. Yeah. Um, I, I will say I'm not a I'm not a heavy user. Um, we don't rely on it every day uh, for 
uh, everything that we do, like I, I believe some people could. Uh, but there's a number of things that I've found that just make it easier for me to use uh, the Echo. So for one is the, the lights. We do connect our, um, uh, the Alexa is being, uh, is able to control our, our Hue lights. So we have okay. a number of Hue lights throughout. Um, and that's, of course, something we'll probably talk a little bit more about later sure. in an episode about home automation. But just to clarify, Brian, that meant you had to add the skill yep. to allow it to yep. work with the Hue, the Philips Hue lights that you had. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I had to go into Alexa and or the Amazon app and say, uh, enable the Hue, mm-hmm. uh, the Hue app or Hue skill. And once the Hue skill was enabled, then I could use the terms. So this is where it got a little tricky is I had to go in the Hue app then and kind of uh, design things and say, well, these three lights are considered this room. These three lights are considered this room. These two lights are this room. Once you label that, then just telling Alexa, turn on the stairway lights will connect and realize, oh, well, in Hue, we call stairway lights this, and we're going to turn those on. So that that works pretty well. There's some, there's some clunks there, but... Uh, uh, Sounds like once it, you get through those nice. steps of configuring in a lot of these situations, yep. once you've got it figured out and you've tested it and it works the way you want it, you're pretty good at that point. You're yeah, pretty it's set. pretty set. Yeah. It's pretty set. Yeah, you really don't want to tweak it too much after that. Um, Pandora is something that is, I think, natively available, but also that's a skill. So you go in and say, I want to enable the Pandora skill, which basically means if you want to play music from your Echo, you can tell it to use Pandora, your Pandora account, instead of the... Uh, the Amazon uh, Music, which it has access yeah. to already. Um, the beauty of that is that my wife and I listen to Pandora all the time, and we have an account where we have the different channels, you know, that we have set up. And uh, this way, we can say, you know, uh, Alexa, play the Dave Matthews Band uh, channel, mm-hmm. and then it will play our Pandora channel uh, that's for uh, that band. So that's so. Helpful. So you're basically uh, saying, Alexa, take me back to. The late 90s. 1993? <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah, I right, am. Basically. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you calling that out. Um, <laughs> that was just an example. Um, so we use that quite a bit. Um, and then uh, there's some other little things that, that we've done. So the, we got a, a new garage door opener recently. Mm-hmm. It has Wi-Fi capability, so we can tell Alexa to open the garage door. We can tell Alexa that... Did I, did I close the garage door? So if oh, I'm inside, that's nice. which is really nice. Okay. Yeah. Did I forget to return uh, to, to close the garage door? So that's kind of a, a helpful feature. That's through, I think the garage door is by linear. So again, it was a skill, not a great, not a great skill. I had to do a lot of tweaking with it, but mm-hmm. uh, it's something that can be done. Um, and another one, which uh, I actually used quite a bit, uh, was the, there's a seven minute workout uh, app that you could have, you could have on your phone or whatever, but it's basically, Hey, Alexa, open the seven minute workout. And then it will lead you through your workouts. Okay. Do this. And then it times you and ding, go to the next one, do this, start this. And so anything in which you don't want your hands busy or you want something to lead you through, I know it has a bunch of different workouts, things like yoga and all of that, that you can enable Mm -hmm. as skills. Those to me are what these assistants can really be beneficial for. I want to do this and I, I would like to do it in a more efficient way where I could have someone talking to me. Um, and I think that's pretty helpful. So, so that seven minute workout was helpful for, you know, for the week that I tried working out with that. And <laughs> so you work out sure so much better than I do. So uh, I need sure like a seven so second workout or something. something <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll develop that one. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd like to do the uh, the couch workout, please. Yeah, couch workout and, uh, lead for me, about lead yeah, me through that. Let's say fifteen seconds. <laughs> let's, go let's, go let's go hard today. Let's go hard today. Let's go fifteen Alexa. seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's really cool. So, but and yeah. again, with all of those, it sounds like in a lot of those situations, the skills you have to add, especially if it's going to be working with another device. Is this normally the manufacturer of that other device has put together yes. some sort of skill? Now, right. I'm sure there's some other developers out there that have made their own custom skills to work with certain hardware or other devices. But in most mm-hmm. cases, you know, like like Philips Hue has a a a a, 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 a skill they have put out to yep. work with their bulbs. The garage door company uh, that you have the garage door with has their own skill. So that's probably a good place to start. Is that if you have a product a mm-hmm. part that you want to try to control that is Wi-Fi connected and controllable through Alexa is to search first for maybe the manufacturer and say, where's the skill for that product? And that may be the cleanest way to get it started. Um, right. Uh, as long as they provided one for it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I'll give, you, I'll give you a good example, Alan. I have, for years, I've used on my TV a uh, Harmony, Harmony mm-hmm. remote control. Right. And the Harmony remote control that I have to allow me to control my TV and the the stereo and the um, uh, the Apple TV is a Wi-Fi enabled Harmony, and I okay. and I did that so that I didn't have to worry about line of sight on the remote sure. and all of that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Well, I've had that for years and just use the remote control. And when we got our first Echo, it was not. I mean, it was months before I thought to myself, "Wait a minute." I wonder if there's a way that I could actually control via voice. And sure enough, there's a Harmony app. You enable mm-hmm. the Harmony skill uh, on Alexa. And then you just have to go in and kind of code a few things to say, for example, I can walk in the room and say, turn on the Apple TV. And it knows to turn on my receiver, my TV, and the Apple TV. Or I can mm-hmm. say, Alexa, uh, open YouTube TV. And, it, and I had to code on the Harmony app. This is yeah. the tricky part. Sure. So you often have to do a little coding on the Harmony app, but you have to tell it what are the clicks I want to do. Um, so those have been somewhat helpful. Um, you know, imagine I'm in the, the kitchen, which happens quite a lot. We're cooking. And we've got uh, music going uh, through Pandora on our TV. And my hands are busy, right? And rather than going over to remote and turn it up, I can say, Alexa, turn up the, the volume. And it will automatically turn it up five notches, you know, on my um, on my TV. So there's a lot to the anything you have connected to the internet or connected to a Wi-Fi that that allows you to um, uh, to control something. Mm -hmm. You might check and see whether or not Alexa or Google, whatever you're using, has some sort of skill that you can enable that might allow you to do it hands free, which is kind of nice. Really, really nice. So it's almost like a matter of if somebody gets one of these devices, yeah, do a scan of your house. Think mm-hmm. through anything that may already be connected to the internet that you use to com- control anything else and just see where there's some possibilities. Uh, so yeah. it sounds like on the Harmony TV example, just to make sure I'm kind of relaying this mm-hmm. correctly, you were the heavy lifting is really on the Harmony device itself, yes. programming the routines. And when you say push this button, Apple TV comes on, receiver comes on, all that. Once you had everything programmed in your universal remote, which you were, had to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Then you were able to go to the Alexa skill and say, okay, I'm going to connect to my Harmony device, but now I need to map this voice command to this function on the remote. Is that the kind of the way it works? Okay, Correct. Yeah. And, and actually that voice command, so I'm trying to think back when I did it, but I think it's good for people to know most of what you do through an Alexa app is really just enabling the skill and recognizing mm-hmm. that there are some commands 
then you really are jumping back over to the manufacturer app and yeah. you are tweaking it that oh, way. I see. Um, so there's not a ton that you're doing on the Alexa app to say, you know, uh, create this skill. You're enabling a skill that's already there that really just connects to um, the app that you might already have. And as long as you configure that app appropriately, you can you can do a lot of things with it. Uh, there are some other things that, that are kind of helpful about Alexa. I'll just give a quick uh, notice, and I know that Google Assistant does a similar thing, but for example, it just came out with a, uh, I think it's a home guard or Alexa guard feature, okay. which is kind of cool. You can say, if I'm going away for a week, mm-hmm. I can say, Alexa, turn on Alexa guard or, or home guard. And what it does is it it will basically turn into kind of away mode. And there's a couple of things that you can set up with it. You can say, uh, every so often, every few hours, turn on my lights oh, and then turn them nice. back off for a oh, couple yeah. minutes. Just to kind so of now give the people think it's maybe someone's there, there right? House, yeah. It's also supposed to be able to set up a way, and I haven't done this yet, but if it hears a window break or mm-hmm. a glass break, it will automatically sound an alarm and it will auto- automatically send you a text notification. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also supposed to have a way that it will, <laughs> if you've got a several of these, that it will you know, not only turn your lights on and off, but it will make conversation every so often. So if someone's walking by, oh, there's actually hearing a voice you can inside hear voices and uh, on the kind inside of guarding your house. Go over the speakers yeah. on the device. That's the kind of stuff, that's, cool stuff. that's the kind of work that really gets me excited about what these devices can get. When they really think about practical. I mean, how many times, Brian, I, mean, I think growing up, if we were going on a uh, we're going on a family trip somewhere. This is back before any internet technology. You know, you had certain lights you had to leave on in your house mm-hmm. to try to make it look like somebody was in the house. You made sure your garbage cans were not out the road because that's a telltale sign if they're sitting out there yep. for days and nobody's there. It's all that thought process, but the idea that technology, we can program it now flip a switch and we get all those capabilities Mimic and not to worry things. about it. Yeah. It's it's yeah. nice. It's where it's where this digital assistant world really starts to pay off, I think, and make things really right. nice. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Well, Brian, as I mentioned, unfortunately, I don't really have a lot of experience, you know, with the Alexa or the Google platforms as much and you know, my my Yeah, have, you're pretty much useless in this one, aren't I you? I am very useless. I'm just listening yeah. to you talk and share yeah. knowledge. Um, I have a HomePod which again, doesn't do all a terribly amount uh, out of the box. It does enough for me, but it doesn't, it's not something I can really add a lot to really easily. Um, so we always end our kind of episodes giving our, our, our picks, our, our bits, we call them, our, our brothers bits. in tech, yeah. brothers in tech uh, suggestions. And so I don't really have much in terms of a suggestion on this particular topic. The one thing I will say that I found myself using quite a bit when we did have the Alexa in our house, and I haven't got to replicate it with the HomePod yet, and that's part of what I hope I can do in the future, is the one Alexa skill that I do remember using, and I recommend everybody incorporating into their home digital assistant, is the bartender uh, Alexa skill. <laughs> okay. Yes. So yes. you mentioned that the idea of needing something where your hands are free and you're either mm-hmm. cooking or working on something. Well, I do some cooking too. Most of the time, it's just involving different forms of liquid mixing together into a glass. But the Alexa bartender skill um, basically gives you a virtual bartender. It's really, really cool. I did use it for quite a bit. Over 12,000 cocktail recipes were on, built into this skill. So once you've added it to your Alexa device, and I think it's got one for Google just the same way, uh, you basically can add, ask your digital assistant what ingredients are needed for a certain cocktail. So if you said... 
what's in a Tom Collins? Well, it's going to give you all the ingredients you need. And it also will give you the recipe. Say, well, how much of each ingredient and what order should I do them in? Uh, I also like, too, the fact that you can get a random recipe. You can just say, hey, give me a, ask the bartender to surprise me, I think is the command for it. And it'll just give you a whole random recipe to fix. And you'd fix the drink and see what you think of it. So, very cool. You know, again, practical, good use for your digital assistant. Yeah, that's, uh, you've had a long, I mean, hard day. That's quality. That's where that's you go. Right you can mm-hmm. talk home safety all you want, Brian, and that's right. great. But I'm talking about making mixed drinks, which I think is just I'm just valuable. I'm just wondering, you said 12,000 recipes, yeah. and yet I know all you will drink is whiskey sour. Yeah, so what much. do you do with the other 11,999? I, I tried them all, and I'm like, nope, I'm still going back to whiskey sour, so I'm still good. So. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Eleven thousand nine hundred ninety-nine recipes later, and I'm still on the same yeah. one. So and anyway, I, and that's I, I do my... want to. I want to confirm there. It's not going to fix you a drink. It's no, not going no, to. Not yet. It's it's not going to uh, come, and you don't have to tip it. Right. This is, this although, is just going to tell you what you need to be drinking. Although I just had a, an idea. Oh man, there's got to be a way. I'm getting I'm getting off track here. Sorry, we got a couple extra no, minutes perfect. in the show Let's left. Let's do it. Um, Let's do it. So imagine if there was a box, you know how the, you got the Ninja coffee maker and you've got these other mm-hmm. ones that are, you know, kind of ready to go. You can have them all set up and programmed and hit a button and they start brewing at seven in the morning the next day. What if there was a machine where you could put in all the different types of ingredients that would be needed yes. for most all mixed drinks, yes. pipe it into your water supply, and then it'd be voice command activated with Alexa. And you could honestly say, fix me a Tom Collins. All the right ingredients go into the mixture. The mixture, the the, the, the mechanism could even shake and stir or any oh, of those other that's things. Fantastic! Put, isn't that really cool? Mm. Yeah. Okay. That, what are we doing recording this really podcast? Good. We need to be no making idea. products. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, I am definitely going to be searching to see if anybody has that. All I know is if um, I knew that every every evening at six thirty p.m. a whiskey sour would be sitting there waiting for me when I walked in the door. That'd be pretty nice. That would be a pretty good deal. Okay, so let's take this one step further. It creates your drink for you. You have an Alexa already. Right. And then afterwards, Alexa will like sing to you, sing you a lullaby as you go to sleep, you know. As I drift off into sleepland. It will basically text all of your friends to say, don't bother me anymore. I'm happy the rest of the evening. Mm-hmm. It will cancel all the rest Did, of your appointments for Daddy, that night. Daddy's and, in his happy place, so <laughs> let's not bother him anymore the rest of the night. <laughs> yep. It will, uh, it will take the then kids we'll also and figure out, tell, tell them games well, until help, they uh, Help my kids asleep. with their homework, and we have the digital <laughs> assistant can actually coach my, my sons through their homework, and uh, yeah, uh, that'd be great. Okay. Well, let me, <laughs> let me jump in with well, let's my... Let's get back on track. Okay. That was my... That I, was I, my, no, there is no way that I can uh, can can live up to that. So that was I'm Mark Bitts, my brother's and tech suggestion for uh, you if you are a digital assistant user. Brian, what are some services or things you want to recommend for your suggestions? Man, I, I really should have gone first. Um, <laughs> so, well, so mine, um, mine is really not related at all to that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I have actually been kind of interested. I stumbled across, I have not used these, uh, and you'll see why in a minute, uh, but uh, there's a couple of uh, services now that have started to tap into your digital assistance to provide security, uh, mm-hmm. and not just security, like people crash, you know, uh, kind of breaking into your home, but security of maybe elderly folks that have fallen and need some help, right? You remember the old "I've fallen and I can't get up," right? Yeah. That service, sure, that was a service that someone used. Well, now you already have something in your house that you could talk to. So something that's to listening. Me, the all digital the time. assistants, yeah, right, yeah right. these digital assistants could be fantastic for 
uh, an older population and uh, someone that is homebound, someone that you know needs not only someone to talk to, but there's a couple of a, a couple of these that I thought were very interesting. One is called Ask Ask My Buddy, A S K M Y B U D D Y. Ask My Buddy. Okay. And what this one does, which I thought was kind of interesting, is that you go into the service and you set up what your contacts are. So you would set up, let's say this was your grandmother who's living alone now, and Mm -hmm. you've set up this uh, Alexa for her, and you've got the Ask My Buddy, which has her family, her immediate family that might be local. Uh, And then she also, you would set up kind of the first contact. So if your grandmother fell mm-hmm. and happened to be within the, the room that this Alexa was in, she could say, um, uh, get me help. Okay. Uh, you could set up whatever that keyword to kind of the be. keywords and, as some sort of a, I need help. Something about uh, yeah. happy. I need help, right? Or get me help or um, uh, send my buddy, right? Mm-hmm. Or something like that. And whoever you've designated as that, they get a text or they get a call, an automated call mm-hmm. that says, someone needs your help, Perfect. you know, go help them. That's um, actually may, really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you can even set it up to even open up a, a phone conversation through the Alexa. So again, they don't have their phone on them. They fell. They're saying out loud, I need help. Right. And then I think you can even make it so that there's a connection there that someone, well, might you can use talk, the Alexa. They had Alexa. Yeah. You can use any of these devices, Siri, the HomePod or Alexa. You can use them to uh, kind of, if you've yep. got it connected to your phone, you can use it to basically be a speakerphone for your phone. So I would imagine with a service like this where you could say, you know, it, it knows to call somebody when you yep. issue this command. As long as that cell phone is somewhere within Bluetooth proximity, it would allow right. you to have a speakerphone. It would dial that person automatically on your contact list and open up a speakerphone conversation, right? That's great. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and I don't know if it could take the next step uh, of maybe the person has like an Apple Watch that also has fall notifications that might then be able to automatically mm. note that, hey, this person's fallen. And then they can say, no, I'm okay. Right? There also has some uh, some ways with that service where you can say, I'm okay. And therefore, it notifies that you may have fallen, but please don't come. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I'll contact you later, something like that. So it's it's kind of a way for um, um, people that may need that uh, assistance and have a, a great way to to be able to have voice activation on that. Um, that really is a great. I mean, and all yeah. all joking aside, that that's an extremely great way to use mm-hmm. these devices, especially as we are talking with our show, brothers in tech. Being about, you know, sometimes we're the ones called on to help family members with technology. How great is it to set up a, an Amazon Echo or Google Assistant in, in, in a loved one's house, especially yeah. someone, you know, uh, older, older that may, uh, that may be a little more prone to have, have needs and, and accidents mm-hmm. or troubles and know that we've got it pretty well covered as long as they know the, the, the phrase to say when they're in, the in need words. of trouble. Yep. We've got them covered, and they're going to get connected out to the right people automatically. That's really, really cool. No, I think it's. I think there's a lot of opportunities there, and uh, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I suggest looking into those if you've uh, yeah. got someone that you want to uh, get set up. We mentioned that this is kind mm-hmm. of a level one of uh, technology, right? You can get someone at a very low level to have a lot of access to this. Um, and you can tweak those skills to them and make it well, so that it works with the way well, they want. Well, I'll say and, this. I think, uh, I think level one for using these devices out of the box, the way they were, you know, just kind of come out of the box ready to use. Adding some of these services, like we're talking about, even the one you just recommended, eh, might creep a little bit more to a level yeah. two for setting them up. 
But once you've right. got them set up, they're ready for level one users to use and, yep. and work Agreed. with. So it's just keep in mind as we go a little deeper on the deep dives, a little more involvement behind the scenes to make these work. But once you've got them working, they work and they're consistent and they're ready to use for any level of person in your family or friends uh, to, to incorporate into their lives. So yeah, that's, that's great. really talking about uh, you know skills and abilities that we can add to the digital assistants. Again, just remember... The digital assistant devices have their own built-in functions right out of the box. We know many, many people that just use their Alexa with whatever came out of the box on it, and it's perfectly happy, good, useful stuff for them. But we want everybody to know that there's a whole plethora of things you can add to them, and you just have to know where to go and how to look for them and how to add them to your device. And it gives you an incredible assortment of things to add to your, your everyday life and could really help be beneficial. Or... Just fix you a mixed drink at the end of the day. You know, whichever it may be, whichever route you need to go. And then you know what? Who cares after that? That's right. right. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's true. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up with uh, this deep dive episode. Again, skills and capabilities for your digital assistants. The next deep dive we'll be doing will be our final deep dive on the digital assistant topic. And we're going to talk about a service that I'm kind of excited to talk about. So we'll get to that in our next episode. But it's called uh, uh, IFTTT.com. It is a great website service that we've had a lot of fun with that uh, gets you into a little bit more scripting of automated things, custom automated things you want to be able to do through your voices uh, on your digital assistant. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll get to that in our next episode. So for Brothers in Tech, this is uh, Brian and Alan Jackson. And Brian, we'll look forward to talking to you next time. Alan, real quick. I've yeah. learned the email address. If you have comments, oh, that's inf- right. Info yeah. Yeah. at themesh.tv. Info at themesh.tv. That's true. I-N-F-O if you've got questions, T H E M E S H.tv. Questions, feedback, or anything. Yeah. Good job, Brian. I'm right. glad you finally came on board with that. That's it. It only to took me six episodes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Great. All right. We'll look forward to talking to everybody in the next episode. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. What you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh.